The Dragon Rewrite is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know armadillos almost never get tattoos? Because as we all know, tattoos make you cooler, and armadillos are already as cool as they could be, so <laughs> no point. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early and to check out our other podcasts and merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that come podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're covering chapter uh, 37. Yeah, yeah, 37. For the third again. time. <laughs> yeah. uh, part 3 of chapter 37 of A Memory of Light, book 14 of The Wheel of Time. Previously, Matt's plan continues without a hitch. And by plan, I mean he's slowly losing until his hyperluck turns it into a win. In his defense, he is facing off against Demandred, a legendary tactician hooked up to enough one power to bail fire the planet. Gwyn decides he's just the guy to solve that problem, and that goes just as badly as one might expect from Gwyn's plans. He gets gut stabbed and runs away. Good effort, I guess. Uh, Gwyn gets his horse. <laughs> he steals the horse. No, it wasn't his horse. No, he kills Demandred's horse oh, and steals another one. So that's two horses. That that's Gwyn true. Took out. They're two horses down. Take that, Demandred. <laughs> <laughs> and all it cost him was. His life. <laughs> and Gareth Bryan's life. And Swan's life. And, yeah. And oh, it's kind of, it's going to fuck up the Armelin. Probably going to fuck up the Armelin. You know, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's right. fine. Uh, either way, Egwene, sensing the plight of her busted boy toy, resolves to rescue him by pushing a desperate offensive to f- drive the front line to where he is with his life dwindling. Gareth Bryan is out searching for him, too. Is this the moment where Gawain loses them the battle and the light loses? Increasingly likely. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rand is fighting the Dark One, not with swords, but with opposing fanfiction. <laughs> the Dark One, sadistic dystopian, Rand, Golden City Utopian. Ultimately, a stalemate. We close with an attack on Matt's command center, where Matt and Tuon are saved by some fancy knife work from men. Swan is not so lucky. Yeah. Oh, well. Gutted like a lionfish in a net on the ocean. Yeah. Floor. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a lionfish thing. She likes lionfish. It's yeah, she one. talks yeah. about those ones a lot. I'm sure she would have had like if only somebody was around who had good fish metaphors, but not anymore. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, we we don't have. We're gonna have to come up with them on our own now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Demandred surveys the battlefield through the eyes of a falcon. Yeah, this is interesting. We don't get forsaken POVs all that often, so this might be the first time we've actually seen a Demandred chapter, right? Or yes. sorry, sub chapter, piece or of chapter. At least this might be the biggest one. Uh, I think it's cool that all the Shinarans keep shooting all of his crows, and so he has to use a dumb falcon, and he hates it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's interesting that he's like, "Oh, my enemies have figured out their own spying technique." He knows about it, but he doesn't know how to do it? Yeah, I mean, I guess he could do it. Maybe he just likes the Falcon thing better? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Why can't he just do that? I, I don't know how to do horizontal gateways. I, I was wondering, yeah, now that he's seen him do it, you know, it seems like something he could just do. Although Maybe that, he's afraid somebody would look up and see him and uh, like give him the finger. That's true. That would hurt his feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... He's, so he basically recaps the battle as far as we know it so far, but just from his perspective. He thinks that Matt is Luz Theron Telemon, or is like him in disguise, or being controlled by him, because no person of this age could possibly face, up, face me in general combat. 
I mean, in his defense, Ren did do that a lot, right? Yeah, I. but also, Demander really didn't get the memo about what's going on, right? I, Rand is fighting his boss right now. I did wonder about that. Like, did nobody tell Demander? That, does, is Demander not looped into some Dark One channel or something? I guess not, right? And also, no one gave him, like, the, the, the book on Matt Cawthon that he's a super general. Yeah. Even like, though he does think not, to himself, yeah. the enemy general knew when to flip the coin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He would have made an excellent card player. Mm, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, we, we learned that Tame is the one who blocked up the river, and Demander is thinking about the fact that he recruited Tame. I don't, did we know that he was the one who brought him in? I think that, I think they said that at some point. I, he kind of regrets it, because this guy's, like, chosen now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now he's got the same rank as Demander. Uh, I kind of skipped over that stuff, because I'm still mad that Demander and Tame are not the same person. It, I intend to die mad about that. It, <laughs> it felt a little bit of, like, a, almost like a, when they said that, that line about him being the one who recruited him, I was like, uh-huh. It was almost like a wink to the, the reader, like, yeah, okay, maybe a yeah. little bit, yeah. That's why the timing is perfect for Demandred and Tame to, to have been Tame. Right. Uh, Demandred also has a girlfriend now. Yeah. It's nice. He's, yeah. he's coming down with feelings. Got a little crush on Shendla, one of his Sharon leaders. Yeah, I guess she's the queen or something of the Sharans. And she's all in on his destroy the world to save the thing. Yeah, yeah, she's like, that's that sounds totally right. And also, maybe after you save the world, maybe you could, you know, save me from my loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> but but she, it's interesting, because she doesn't seem to be a shadow per se, right? Like, she sees it as a, an act of goodness. She's not, like, devoted to the Dark One or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but she must have some crazy power over the Sharans, because it, it's made clear that they do not like the Shadow Spawn and being on the side of the Shadow, but they're all doing it because of her or something. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, you, you kind of alluded to this, but I wanted to mention that, like, um, he, as he's getting his report about, you know, Matt not being Luce Theron because he didn't channel or whatever, he's like, oh, and also Luce Theron was sighted at Shal Gol, um, but he's like, no, that must have been a decoy guy, right? Because mm -hmm. he would probably send a decoy to fight the Dark One. So he could stay here and fight his uh, ultimate nemesis, me, Demandred. That's right. I'm, I'm so important, there's no way. I'm starting to understand why Demandred was left off of the Forsaken group text. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, true. Yeah, he's just... He's, not, he's got a lot of fine qualities, but he just can't... Uh, he just doesn't get on board with what's going on. Then uh, Mazarin Tame himself shows up to talk some shit to Demandred, and it goes very poorly for him. Yeah. Uh, he talks shit and then gets hit. Demandred immediately shields him and beats him up some and drains his true power and uses it to turn into a like super balefire beam. Yeah, this is interesting. Like apparently the the I guess we sort of knew that the one power versions of weaves work a little bit differently. Including you know, we saw how traveling works a little bit differently. Yeah. And uh this is the the shield which apparently is like is more like a siphon. Yeah, yeah, it's like it drains the power out of Tame, and the Demander can use it, and he has to release it so it doesn't get him or something. Yeah, sounds very unpleasant. wonder when Demander learned all this stuff, because, you know, it took a long time for all these people to learn how to channel in the first place. It's true, yeah. Yeah. And this is, I guess, a, like a third kind of channeling. Do you think there's male and female true power, or is it just one? I think it's just one. It seems like there's just one, yeah. Uh, everything we've, we've seen indicates that they're all using the same thing, but I don't know, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, Demandred... As we've mentioned, he only cares about getting Luz Theron. Uh, he doesn't care about any of that Moradin crap and like being nameless and no like Game of Houses or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he maybe sort of cares about his, his girlfriend a little bit. 
Yeah, but other than that, but it is smothered by his hatred for right. Luz Theron. Yeah, he's got priorities. Then we check in with Rand and the Dark One. They can see what's going on in the battles, and the Dark One gives Rand the old standby "I am inevitable" kind yeah. of speech. Yeah, yeah. They're a little like shit talking, you know. Yeah, it's it's classic. You know, it's a little it's a little tired, but I, I still like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like almost almost homage, you know. I would be disappointed if it wasn't there. Right, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit of like a little bit of ribbing yeah. between uh, entities, so mm-hmm. to speak. Sometimes the cliches are cliches for a reason. Because yeah. they work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I um, like it. And then the dark one sends another vision to Rand, but we don't see what it is because we check in with Julian Sander. How yeah. about that? I haven't thought about him in a long time. <laughs> right, yeah. Like when he got on that caravan to leave, I was like, Oh that's the that's the end of him. Yep. Hopefully he's fine. But he's leading a squad, defending some Aes Sedai against some Sharans. And kind of annoyed about it. He's like, I, yeah. I can't believe I got tangled up in Aes Sedai stuff again. Yeah, this sucks. And and I and I hate being in this battle. This battle sucks. I shouldn't be here. And nobody should be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. So, but he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing well. He uses a sword breaker. I like the sword breaker. Yeah, he's like trying to use his, uh, whatever, spear or whatever. He's like, this, this, this is no good. But he like busts out his sword breaker and goes to town. Yep. Then we cut into Pevara and Andros. <laughs> who My are, favorites. They are skulking and flirting their way through the battlefield. I know. It's this this is adorable. You know, it's a little co- covert mission. And they're wearing disguises. Yeah, they're yeah. behind enemy lines. They're wearing disguises of a bunch of people they know. I was very confused. Theodrin wore the face of Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Not like the musician. Oh, I thought it was a musician. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean like <laughs> I mean, she's a very beautiful woman. Yeah. I would be disappointed face, right? to find that she was a servant of the Dark One. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, she probably wasn't originally, but the Dark One turns people by force now. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's very sad. Uh, <laughs> and they, they, yeah, they use the faces of people they know, like the some Black Aja types and uh, some Tame gang. But at least one of them, I like this. They like, I guess they didn't know enough like Chandler faces, so they just made one guy a generic dark friend face. <laughs> yeah. They just made up with like greasy hair and a hatchet face. It's just a real dark friend. He's kind of like Snape, like kind of Snape, you know, like, <laughs> like slick, black, slick back, black hair, just like kind of yeah. That's if if they could do that, if they get away with that, they should do that for all of them. They shouldn't use faces that they might run into. It, right? d- it would lead to tr- lead to trouble, right? Just like a sneering guy with a scar. Yeah. <laughs> We, like that's definitely a dark friend. We need to get background info on Andral because we get yet more references to crazy shit he knows. Right. Yeah. Like he's giving them like a quick run through on the strategies of prolonged combat. And because of course he knows about that, right? Yeah, that's not that's not fought in a mercenary group sometime. Info Andral. That's led an army, Andral. Yeah. And Pavara's like, how many lives have you led there? Ah, I want more. And yeah. he's like, oh, psh, I'm not nearly as old as you. I mean, right? That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, one of our uh, listeners actually had a shared a theory about this, um, that Andral is like Matt and that he's had his head filled with uh, memories, but his are just like from artisans. Yeah, I, I'm I'm developing a theory that, that this guy is Jane Farstrider. Oh, wait, I thought... Noel specifically said he was Jane Farstrider. Right. But this guy fits the bill a lot better than Noel ever did, right? I suppose so, yeah. Maybe maybe Jane Farstrider is an amalgamation of different people who travel like that, together. So that's a thing that happens, right? Like, yeah. the, like Slayer and Luke are the same person, sort of. Maybe like Jane Farstrider got split, split, into, split into separate people. Maybe Jane Farstrider had like a friend 
Like his brother that just didn't make it into the story. Well, does he Noel talked about a cousin. He was like, Yeah, my cousin is Jane Farstrider at one point. And also or time works weird in the other dimension, so maybe Oh. They were the same person. Yeah, but that could just be it. Yeah. Died later because they they did leave Noel in the other dimension, right? Yeah, dead. Oh. But maybe like somehow he came back, or or, or they... just time is just different. Yeah, I don't know because if we hadn't already had a character who said I am Jane Farstrider, I would have thought this guy was Jane Farstrider. Absolutely. Like, but but what if Jane Farstrider is a fictionalized character that is that is like a group of people who traveled together, right? Oh yeah, that could be it. The shared experiences. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, People have done things like that before, right? It's curious though because all the other times, like you said, like he was like an artisan. Like he talks about knowing how to do things, like work with leather and fucking darn socks and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. this is the first time he talks. About, yeah, but this is the first time he mentions any sort of military knowledge. That's true. So that kind of came out of left field for me a little bit. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We don't find out. Yeah. Because Andrew's all about action and not reflecting on his own backstory. Uh, if we never right. find out, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> They're looking for Mazarum Tame. They head to the Asharan camp in the, the Shadows lines, uh, where a helpful noble says, What are you doing here? You should go straight over to where Demandred is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, I think they say both go to the wild and or go to where the wild is. Because yeah. I think if they knew they were walking straight up to Demandred, they might like hesitate, right? I know, right? And Pavar's like, You have no idea who that is. And, and Andrew's like, Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Let's <laughs> check it out. <laughs> so they go talk to Demandred, who, who chastises them because he looks they look like Tame's guys. And, and it's like, you suck. I'm really mad at you. Go straight here. This is where Mazarum Tame is. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if that should have worked, but uh, hey, here we go, right? Andrew yeah. really gets the job done. Uh, we, while we're in this in this section, they there are observations of the Sharans, because we don't see them much outside of fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's clear the Sharans are not crazy about the fact that they're fighting alongside Trollocs either. Yeah, that, that makes, makes a wonder. lot of sense. Yeah, it makes me wonder if maybe they're going to turn at some point. Yeah, I hope so. They don't have a whole lot of time left. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Now's the time, guys. Yep. <laughs> then Galad makes his way through the torn battlefield, ganking Sharan channelers. Yeah, this is another one of those, those scenes that kind of evokes a sense of like modern infantry warfare. They're like, there's explosions happening all around them as they're like trying to sneak up a they're crawling along the ground, hiding behind debris. Yeah, it's all about stealth and mobility. Yeah, um, and and the element of surprise. It's kind of like a, a little bit of like a nightmare scene too, right? Yeah, brutal, like corpses everywhere. It's it's terrifying. Like they're in no man's land. Yeah, uh, they get one particular group of Aes Sedai, and and Glad is really good at killing Aes Sedai. Yeah, he beheads her. Or yeah, uh, Ch- Sharon Chandler's actually yeah. It's funny because he's like apparently he's devised a series of strategies because he has like number like a number code or whatever. Um, but the one that we witness is literally him just charging at them and hitting it with a sword. So we, we have to guess at what those other strategies happen to be. <laughs> right. He's like, number four, that's where I, I just charge ahead and go hit them. Yeah, and I cut their heads off. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the, the third one gets got by his guys, right? Because he draws their attention and the guys sneak up on him. That is true, yeah. Presumably there's some some very clever strategies mm-hmm. in there, too. And the children, like, continue to be fucked up. They're, yeah. like, completely... Um, to, um, destroying these bodies. Yeah, yeah. They, they chop up the the channelers because you got to cut their heads off or something. Yeah, yeah. I guess the uh, white cloaks are gonna be white cloaks. Yeah, they yeah. they're super. They love it. They love what they're doing. <laughs> it's uh, good to love the work that you're doing, I suppose. Yeah. Right. And then he finds Gawain, who is dying, bleeding out. Yeah, miraculously, unfortunately, they find Gawain before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's good. I read this death scene several times, <laughs> and it was delicious each time. I, I do have to say that. <laughs> Uh, 
when he does finally beef it slowly, finally, <laughs> uh, he he truly absorbs just how badly he's done. Like he's like, I failed, I failed at this and this, and it's like, you know, that's, that that made me feel a little good, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's he's in the arms of his brother, the one person in the whole world is not going to lie to him at this point. <laughs> that's and right. Tell him he did a good job. Yeah, that's like right. there are certain things that I've read over and over in these books, like. Rand's trip into Rudian, Nynaeve's speech about when she's trying to get the Malkieri to go, mm-hmm. and Gwyn's death. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Just yep. Beautiful. Uh, so he tries to carry Gwyn to healing, but Gwyn does not make it. No. He does clue Glad in that Rand is his brother, though. Yeah, I guess Glad was on the very short list of people who still didn't know about Rand. <laughs> I know, right? That, that list is, like, so short, it's just Trek hands, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and maybe maybe they probably should have known, but, you know, it's trick hands. It's so, trick hands, yeah. yeah. Although I guess Galad is technically a demo druid. I, I, I group him in there. Yeah, I, I count him. Then Gawain dies in Galad's arm. Galad is very sad about this. Uh, Galad sends his white cloaks away and sets out to bring justice to the Forsaken. Yeah, I don't know. So <sighs> Gawain's final act is to give Galad this new purpose. But I just... Like, I don't know. Like, like at this moment, I was like, I wanted to think that Galad had a better chance, but also, it's still Demandrin, so I don't know. Yeah, I, like, isn't this exactly what Gawain did, right? Mm-hmm. Set off yeah. to kill Demandrin uh-huh. by himself? Uh-huh. Yeah. But Galad has the medallion. Yeah, I actually kind of, that said, I kind of buy it from Galad. Uh-huh. From Gawain, I was like, heck no, right? Yeah. He, he, this guy is jumping off a cliff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Galad, like, he's got it together. In terms yeah, of, he thinks know. things through. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. and he's, and he's and very... He's and he's a better fighter. And he like he's 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 I I it, between Gawain and Galad, I would have given Galad a chance at this one, right? Right. Yeah. Like I think I think Gawain is kind of impulsive and dumb, but I think Galad is like dedicated and determined and dumb. I think right. more of a tactician too. Yeah. So uh, I buy it. Yeah. Let's see. But then and but also I I know we already did our tier list of Forsaken, but if Demandred rolls up all the trick hands, like. <laughs> Totally, totally tier one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's not going to kill Elaine. Well. Not because of her babies. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, actually, Gwen's true final act was to remove Egwene from the fight, as we see next. Yes. Uh, once she senses Gwen's death, she goes a little berserk for like five minutes and collapses. Mm-hmm. And collapses, yeah. And then uh, her, her people have to carry her off the battlefield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice work, fuckboy. Thanks, Gwen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> OG fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> then Tam is leading his army. They've run out of arrows and they're about to be surrounded. Yeah, they've killed like thousands of Trollocs at this point, which, you know, I mean, it's pretty pretty solid showing, right? Yeah, it's really good for the, the old Two Rivers boys. Yeah. He forms up the Two Rivers boys and they charge the Trollocs because there's nothing left to do. Yeah, they, they haven't trained as infantry, uh, but hey, you know, they're, they're from the Two Rivers, which means... Right. Plot armor, right? Yeah, they, they, they got the blood, <laughs> blood of Menethrin, you know. That's right, yeah, blood of Menethrin. But as the point they make several times is there's no other option, right? It's, that is right, it's, yeah. It's fight here or fight somewhere else in a worse situation. Yeah. Then back to Fortuana, who is recovering from the attack, uh, chews out Karede. Orders her Death Watch guards to their deaths for yeah. failing. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, didn't, they weren't able to stop a, a strike team of... Crazy file tooth channelers. Yeah, you know, uh, de- dead Death Watch guards were going to be so much better at protecting her, right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, dumb. Yeah. I don't know. 
uh, but they're 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 sentences to go commit suicide by being in the front lines. Yeah, and they, this is like a, a favor to them or something. It's like, oh yeah, cool, this is great. Well, I think the as we discussed, the Shanchen's like kind of fucked up hierarchy means that they would have had to off themselves out of dishonor or whatever, you know. Yeah. So this is saving them the dishonor of suicide or something. Yeah, my eyes were rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she, she also names men of the blood as right. a reward for saving their lives, but men doesn't seem yeah. particularly impressed by that. Yeah, and gives her a new name. <sighs> also, something that men is not impressed with. Come on. Yeah, I know. Like, I, yeah, I know. Men is like not into this. Oh, I'm I'm like a plantation lord slaver lady now. Great. Yeah. yeah cool. Thanks. thanks. Yeah. Then Matt and Fortu on a stage of falling out. All part of Matt's crazy plan. Yeah, they had planned to do this before when they got attacked by the channelers. They're like, now, now we can yeah, have our, the time. our stage breakup. And Fortuana declares that the Sean Chan are pulling out because this is all bullshit and Matt sucks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess there's a point to this. Seems uh, kind of silly. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's got a plan. So far, Matt's gamble seemed to be mostly working out. That is true. And then back to the Dark One. The Dark One shows Rand another future. And it's evil libertarian Camelin. I, I wrote the same thing. It's like, you know, everything looks fine at first. Camelin's thriving. There's a nice little lady selling exotic fruit like peaches, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, the starving kid tries to steal some fruit and she just blasts him with some sort of magic gun. Yeah, shoots like, him with like a pistol or something. And now they're all libertarians. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they're like all like NRA, like come and take it. Don't tread on me kind of libertarians. Yeah, we don't need laws. We have guns. Yeah. Well, oh my God. Yeah. Why would I? Why wouldn't I shoot them? I can. Yeah. Uh, also, and, I guess they've lost their compassion. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or something. I it's, don't know. it's hilarious, actually. I thought this was really fun. And I figured why she's selling peaches is because peaches are considered to be poisonous. Yeah. Cause but, like, pit. in the libertarian world, there's no uh, FDA, yeah. right? Yeah. No regulation. People from no selling regulation. poison stuff. So yeah. she's like, yeah, we fixed the poison. No problem. Go ahead and buy it. He missed the part where they're all smoking a bunch of weed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. But our tax rates are so low. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, the people are super. They, the people murder and steal each other for any reason if they can't get away with it. They're super duper factionalized. Uh -huh. Everybody's always asking Rand, "What faction are you in?" He's like, "Faction, huh?" And then they try and kill him. Yeah, he he, he actually finds uh, Master uh, Gill, Basil Gill. Yeah, and Basil Gill takes him to a back room and tries to rob him. <laughs> yeah, and and Rand's like, "Why are you doing this?" And Basil Gill's like, "Why, why wouldn't I?" Yeah. It's called being free. Yeah, this I thought this whole thing was hilarious and it awesome. Is, it's, it was it's, pretty it's pretty great. Yeah. So Rand, yeah. reeling from this nightmare world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He says the dark one. Rand's like, you took away their compassion, and and dark one's no, no, I just took away the light. I left. There's only me, right? Yeah. This is what it would be like. Yeah, it's interesting. He says in this world they thought they won, but they didn't. But but he yeah he faked it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They've been instead instead he actually won, and he said that that other world. Where with the evil Emmons Field and the Forsaken Dreadlords fighting each other all the time, that's what the Forsaken think he's gonna do. Yeah. But this is another thing he might do. <laughs> Interesting. Which is just make everybody like Ayn Rand acolytes. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah, I mean I mean like I, I I buy it, right? Like if the Dark One has like he's kind of insidious, right? Yeah, I I thought this was much more plausible actually than yeah. the the Forsaken Warhammer fantasy. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and Rand, yeah, recoils. Oh, uh, and starts his own counter future to counter the Dark One's vision. A world without shadow. Yeah. Whatever that means. Then the Shan Chan leave the battlefield, and Matt heads off to get into the battle himself, you know? Shaitan shrugged. Sorry, <laughs> that's what I would call it. <laughs> Shaitan shrugged, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, when Tuan goes, uh, Matt asks Min to go keep an eye on her. I was just like, dude, oh, come, come on, on no. man. He even admits, she's like, she doesn't really need protecting. But, you know, and Min's like, fine. Oh, she doesn't Min. need protecting. She does need watching, though. She worries me. Oh, that's a good That's a good relationship, guys. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Real healthy. Yeah. Min's never going to get away from the shotgun. <sighs> I feel so bad for Min. Yeah. I'm a little worried about what's going to end up happening to Min. Yeah, right? Like, it's not good to be caught up in Sean Chan crap. Nope. Also, I don't feel like we've heard a whole lot from her for a really long time. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. So Matt rounds up Karede and the Death Watch guys. Yeah, puts them to work. Yeah, and says, well, you guys want to die? Hang out with me. <laughs> and he says, they... excuse me, great one. I must take my men and die. Matt's like, no, you're coming with me, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great and all. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and they head to the front because, you know, Matt's got to... Got to dip his toes in to get a feel for it. Yep. Then Tam and the Two Rivers boys are holding at the river. Uh, Tam does some super badass, like, samurai sword fighting crap as the point of the, the wedge. Does all of his clever sword forms and becomes the flame in the void. Yeah. Uh, and slaughters the Trollocs. Um, I would like to point out that the wedge is famously not a good defensive position. Because you just got one guy standing out there who can get surrounded and die. Yeah, right. Because it's a it's meant to be a, a pressing position. Yeah, like you want you want to surround people. You don't want to get surrounded. He, I think he specifically says it's also good for defense. Which yeah, which yeah. I don't think that's true. Yeah, Tam, I don't think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Trollocs used to be these like huge and unstoppable mo- monsters, and now like a squad of farmers with random shit they picked up or fighting them off? I was like. Trollocs have really like fallen down the the scary ladder, haven't they? Yeah, they. I, I think so. There's been a lot of power escalation like everywhere in the world. Yeah. Or maybe these are the bad Trollocs, right? Maybe <laughs> all the good Trollocs are dead. Yeah. Well, I, I actually did. That did occur to me that that early on we were probably only seeing like the best of the best, like elite Trollocs, because that's who they're sending after, you know, Rand in his village, right? Yeah. And now they're they're down to like the dregs. This these is like, like C tier Trollocs. Yeah. <laughs> Mass produced Trollocs. <laughs> yeah. We get a little land tan moment. Yeah, as they're holding lands, guys flank the Trollocs and the Trollocs rout. And Land gives Tam the, the sword salute. You are truly a sword master. <laughs> yeah, Land stops by just to tell him how cool they are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. It means a lot. And then Barrelane arrives with the Camelin refugees, who are all like children and, and old men and women and children. And they're there to fight because, you know, it's that or get eaten by Trollocs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Okay, but they're they're children. Okay, yeah, I get it, right? This is the final battle, but like, they're the children and elderly. Like, like I guess you could give the kids some knives, right? Knives, <laughs> knives and children are scary as fuck, right? Little kids and knives. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. It's terrifying when that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then, well, you can give them spears, and they can they immediately fan out in the battlefield collecting. They're arrows. They're getting arrows. Yeah, that's, is, the that's a big deal. Thing. Yeah, Tam, lo- looting corpses. Tam right. has a moment. He's like. Oh, can do psychologically to those kids. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> it's the final battle. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a whole lot worse psychologically if the Dark One wins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's actually a, a concept in like military history or whatever. It's called a tooth to tail ratio. Like how many people in your army are fighting and how many people are supporting the people that fight. Uh-huh. And like in the modern military, the tooth to tail ratio is tiny, right? There's like, you know, 50 people that aren't fighting for every person that is fighting. So like these kids can take up the non-combat roles, mm-hmm. so that the the men can do more combat roles. You know, it's a good idea. That doesn't seem what like what they're doing, but it makes sense. Yeah. 
But it's desperate times, either way. And the Tinkers show up, too, to help get the wounded back to the Yellow Sisters. Yeah, what are they going to... They're going to make stew or something? Oh, they can carry the wounded, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> Look, you know, people need stew. They're going to play music? They're going to train dogs not to attack people? Wow, you could be a little <laughs> more disdainful of these people. Damn, Jeff. I love the Tinkers. That's cold. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are they going to do here? Yeah, sending, them to, sending them to a battle is not the great, the best place to send Tinkers. They're going to a battlefield to haul the wounded away. <laughs> okay. It's okay. very noble. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. They're like those the conscious objectors in World War II, whatever, the, the Quakers or whoever. Then get to uh, Elaine and Gareth Bryan is dead. When hmm. Swan died, he went crazy and charged the Trollocs and got yeah. himself killed. Yep. Yeah. And who was responsible for Shit. all that? Gawain. Probably Gawain. Yeah, Gareth yeah. Bryan wouldn't have been right in the front lines if Gawain hadn't. And he wouldn't have been separated from Swan if they were together. They, he probably would be alive. <sighs> hey, you know what? Named characters dropping like flies. Are you happy, Jeff? Actually, I am. I am. <laughs> okay. let's, let's clean the decks. Yeah. Let, let's streamline this a little bit. Yeah. I felt a little cheated. Because we've been Brian following died. these people for yeah. 14 books and they don't get, they don't even get a scene. Yeah, he's know? off screen when he dies. It's, yeah. it's very sad. And Swan kind of was too. Like we got a little bit of a like, you go was. for it, kid. Like, you know, punching Egwene on the arm and saying I'm proud of you and shit. But like, we right. We lost a lot of stuff, I feel like. Well, yeah. I mean, we got a lot. We got, I know, we got, we got a lot of, of, <laughs> lot of ch- uh, battle left to get. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I would have loved a little bit. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah, there I could agree. have been a couple paragraphs or something. It felt bad for both of them. You know, they're, they're really cool characters to just. Yeah. And they died also. And we've just been with them for so long. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And Elaine is sad, too. Uh, her army is, is holding. At the point where they are downriver from Tam's army, but things are looking super duper bad. Elaine figures this is pretty much it. Oh, yeah, because at this point they think that Matt is gone. Well, they don't know where Matt is, so Elaine's taking charge and j- taking stock of the situation is not not good news. Yeah, it's gonna be a letdown for Demandred, I imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> tries to kill Elaine uh, to piss off Rand. I, I found your baby mama loose there, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, for all her talk about being invincible, she still gets pretty panicky when uh, when all that starts happening. I know, right? Like maybe for the first time ever, yeah. right? Like, is this the first moment that Elaine's been afraid of her for herself? Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She gets thrown off her horse by like a giant blasting attack that kills everybody or kills half the people in her party, including Guybon's horse, but not Guybon. That's yeah. true. Whew. And and she narrowly escapes with Birgitta. Then Galad enters the enemy camp. Yeah, he's going to do something about this demanded problem, he thinks. Yeah. Shouting, you want to fight, lose Darren? Well, I'm sort of his brother. <laughs> I, I got to say, going into this section, like, as much as I was laughing at Gawain, this felt like the right dude for the job, right? Like, in this moment, I was right. like, okay, okay. Way, you know? way more credible than Gawain. Yeah. yeah. He rides up, his horse gets killed out from under him, and he, like, leaps and kills a Chandler as he's landing, I was like, okay, this is this is real, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Super sweet. Explosions and, going off behind him, I assume. It and felt he, very appropriate. And he also gets Demandred's attention and like, and Demandred faces off, squares off with him in a duel and doesn't just have him shot by all the crossbowmen. Once again, Demandred agrees to a single single sword fight combat. Of and, like, and Galad realizes that the, all the time Demandred spends fighting him, he's not spending killing people by the hundreds. That's yeah. right, yeah. So like, he's got the broader picture in his head. He turned out to be the best Tricand. Was God, not expecting that. Damn it. I know, right? Can you no. believe it? He is the best Tricand. Yeah, like, oh man. 
Galad has had such an arc, right? Like, really? Yeah. Oh, man, he was a miserable human being for a long time. Yeah, just this priggy stuffed shirt. Yeah, fascist. This, even though it doesn't, you know, he doesn't obviously kill Demandred, it still feels like this was a good play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, he's fighting Demandred. Then uh, we cut briefly to Nynaeve, who's hedge-doctoring Alana. Yeah, speaking of the right person for the job, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nynaeve is saving the world by saving Alana using her non-magical healing abilities. Probably the only person who could do this. Yes, I withdraw my snark from last episode because she's taking care of it. Yeah. Yes. Stopping yeah. the bleeding. Yeah. I didn't realize she had needle and thread with her. Yeah, she always, she always has needle and thread, just in case. Yeah. And then Matt, who's observing the Andorans at the river. Uh, Davron Bashir is there. Uh, just, you know, he's got nothing to do, can't commit anything, so he's getting his KD ratio up a little bit by killing some Trollocs. Right. Uh, by the way, Bashir, I, I, I don't know if I knew this or if I just didn't realize, is now the king of Saldia. He is. Yeah, yeah. we were wondering about that. Yeah, when Kenobi died. Yeah, yeah, which puts Perrin one step closer to the throne of Saldia. Indeed, yeah. And then the way it's going for these great captains, I think that step is pretty short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels like it, yeah. And I, I thought there's a really nice line here. Where Bashir's like, you're alive. And Matt says, and it goes, yes, I'm alive. Matt said, I'm usually pretty good at staying alive. Only failed one time that I remember, and it hardly counts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Which is also kind of like, he should have been a little, little qualified a little bit, because he remembers dying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And he's like, so where's Fail? She's got something for me. Uh, yeah. And Bashir confirms that no one has heard from Fail. Yeah. Like, yes. Sorry. And Bashir's like, yeah, I'm worried about my daughter too. And that's like, oh yeah, yeah, your yeah. daughter. That's rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> she had one job. <laughs> yeah, I know she did. Motherfucking Fail. And, and she, she failed at it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a... There's a minute here where um, Matt gives like a little shouting at Bashir and Bashir and his wife both kind of like give him a look, right? Yeah. Like, hey, like, you better watch out. Like this, like they think you're flirting, man. It, it, was, <laughs> it was a very like, you know, we like your vibe kind of look. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is how you end up in a Saldian threesome and <laughs> incredibly violent. I'm just saying. A Saldian threesome. Yeah, I love it. They call it a peck of ice peppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah that's true uh, I liked how in the battle they are using pike squares which is actually a, a, a kind of a famous uh, formation from like the early days of modern warfare modern meaning like gunpowder where they would have like the, the, the rifles and stuff inside and have the pike squares around them to protect them and the, so like the enemy infantry and cavalry could ride around them but they can't get to the, the cannons of pike that are blasting them yeah it's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes sense, right? And he checks in with the Ogier. Yeah, yeah. he finds Loyal. Yeah, yeah. He hooks up with Loyal and the Ogier. And yeah, they are battle Ogier now, and they're super badass. Yeah, it's it, so it, cool. It even freaks out Matt, and you know, Matt has yeah so much experience. Yeah, yeah and and Matt tries to like kind of joke around with them a little, but they're just like, "Who's the next person we are to chop?" Yeah. And he's like, "Uh, can you guys come with me?" And they're like. We will form up with the Horn Sounder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's and so weird to me, too, that there's Shanshan Ogier, but I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, the gardeners. Yeah. yeah. I really don't know the gardeners. setup. They're fighting with these Ogier, but not talking to them. But they didn't pull out with the other Shanshan. Yeah. yeah, that's true. They, they mentioned that the, you know they're fighting together. Once they stop fighting, they don't seem to interact with one another. So there's clearly something weird there, right? Mm-hmm. And then he heads over to the Dragon Sworn, 
uh, to gather up more armies. He's just like, he's on the shelf picking out the, the armies that he wants to use for his, his clever counterstroke. Yeah, he's got his suicidal Death Watch guards, he's got a squad of Voyager warriors, and he's got an army of Dragonsworn. And, yeah. And we get a familiar face here. It's Teslin. Yeah. Because he needs yeah. a gateway, and Teslin is, is a Dragonsworn now. Yeah. That is wacky. Well, I mean... <laughs> she not... she got good and Taveran, right? right? Like, yeah. totally changed. Yeah, right? Oh, man. She was, uh... She was... She was... The one who was a um, a Damani for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she was a mean Red Aja who was a Damani. Yeah. And Matt rescued her. Yep. And then they, then Matt reveals the plan. They're going to travel back up onto the heights where the Shadow's strength is and counterattack. Yeah. The dice are still rolling. All part of the plan. And and they're like, that's a real gamble. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to roll the dice, yeah. I assume. And they, he can see that... Uh, that Demandrid's forces on the heights are overwhelming the Andorans, so that's what's up. Yep. Then Egwene wakes up in Mayin. Uh, Sylviana and the, the yellow on duty to the healing saying she has to stay here and recover. The battle's over her for her. And that deck is nowhere. It does yeah. not fly at all. Sylviana, the voice of the reader, does rag on Gwyn for a minute, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just for true. us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Egwene's like, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, he was cute, right? <laughs> She's like, gotta move on, though. Yep. Yeah, indeed. She's like, I'm gonna need another warder. Uh, who we got here? Who's in the room? <laughs> <laughs> just like, look, oh, Lelwyn, he'll be my warder. And just bonds her right then. Yep. Holy shit, talk about a character arc for Aganon. Yeah, right? Yeah. Jesus. She, I remember, she used to hate Aes Sedai, right? Yep. And then she 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 was the one who was who was hanging out with them in, um, was it Tanchico? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she met the three of them and they, they kind of did a heist together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and she's all like, oh, maybe you guys aren't the evilest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's uh, now she's going to be a warder. Right. Yeah. Although Gwen's warders don't last that long. So. Yeah. Mm. Well, she still needs someone to watch her back because the front side is where all the blasting's happening. <laughs> that's true. Does she have a lot of battle experience? Well, she's, she's good at fighting, right? She, she fights on, she's like a, a battle commander on ship. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so not land battles, but but she's a fighter. And okay. when she was traveling with the uh, with NDA very briefly, she was really good at hand to hand combat. She was like kicking people's asses. Okay, I didn't remember that. Yeah. Remember how her and Bale Dolman liked to wrestle? Same yeah. thing. That's right. Oh, I mean that's someone else. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, Egwene heads back to the fight. Then we get to Galad, who is dueling Demandred. Yeah, currently the best Tracand, right? Yeah, absolutely, and he's doing a much better job than Gwyn did. Um, he bloodies Demandred. Yeah, yeah, he, he I, I thought there was an interesting line here where he assumed that Demandred was a swordmaster because he had beaten Gawain, but he preferred to test his assumptions. Yeah. Since when, Galad? <laughs> yeah. like, you are Fair. the king of assumptions. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that is true. Look, he's, uh, he's, trying to, he's trying to rethink his whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they go back and forth. It's much, much closer. Uh, Galad gets uh, blooded, but so does Demandry. He draws blood. Yep. Like, Gawain killed Demandry's horse, and Galad actually cut through his armor a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, a really gross thing happens. Yeah. <laughs> where the, the where Galad has been cut on his arm, his muscle gives way, and yep. his arm spasms. Yeah. Uh, and Demand cuts his other arm off? Uh, unclear. One of his arms One off. One of his arms off. It's, yeah. it's bad. E- even my injured arm, I wouldn't like to have it cut off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but that's, that's a big win for Demandred. Demandred is clearly cheating, though, right? Like, they're doing their little sword dueling, and he keeps using the one power over and over again. He's, like, throwing rocks. It's true. It's true. But Glad doesn't get upset about it. Like that, is, that is true. He's like, yeah, that's, of course he would. Yeah, but what happens before he falls unconscious slash dies? He spits at his feet. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You go, Glad. Got him. So yeah, and then uh, presumably Demander kills Galad at this point. Yeah, Demander must really hate Drakans. That's two down. 
I know they're, they're a real waste of time. <laughs> then Andral, disguised. Oh my god! Uh, this section <laughs> finds Tame. Uh, Tame think he, thinks he's one of Tame's guys. Yeah. Uh, Andral hasn't disguised his voice, so he just does a really gruff, dark, friendly voice. <laughs> and, and they buy it, you know. Yeah, they totally do it. Uh, and then Tame tortures him a bit. Yeah. Uh, because that's just what Tame does with his guys. Uh-huh. And then disguises him as Andral and sends him to kill Andral. <laughs> no, no, no. To kill... Um, uh, oh, Loghain. Loghain, yeah. Sends him to kill Loghain. But yeah, he mentioned he was following Andral. And so Tame is like, then I'll disguise you as Andral since you know where Andral's going. And he's like... Andral's like, disguise me as Andral? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me look like... Andral. Okay, got it. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. This is the dumbest battle I've ever been in. <laughs> and um, then Andral uh, stumbles out back to Pivara, uh, who are freaked out because he doesn't have a disguise on, except he does. Yeah. <laughs> but during this this interaction, he managed to pickpocket yeah. the seals off of Tame. Yeah, he cut he cut his purse. He stole his purse. Yeah. Of course he did. So he, he got he stole the seals. Uh, what, I, I wonder if he t- cut it with a with a, a gateway. Oh, he's <laughs> right? really good at that. Yeah, yeah, he could, right? Plus, there was a time he was apprenticed to the pickpocket. <laughs> yeah, apparently, right? Yeah, like who is this guy? Yeah, I know, dude. Andral is the best, right? Absolutely. Good job, Andral. <laughs> yeah, so he meets up and he's like, guys, you're never going to believe what just happened. <laughs> They're like, whoa, what happened to your disguise? He's like, let me tell you. Yeah, cool story. Then we cut to Argonda. Remember that Gildinian guy? Nope. <laughs> I'm running out of names to what, keep my what brain. One of those guys that, that hung out with Perrin and, like, and was disapproving of him the whole time? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, know. sure. Uh, he's there after the battle at the river. Um, they held uh, the flank for the Andorans. He gets some orders from Matt that Tam and the Two Rivers folks are now being resupplied, and they're all supposed to get together and march on the heights. Apparently, Matt opened a portal, threw a message at a messenger, and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Take this to Armanda. And they're joined by Lan, who, and they're all part of it. They're part of a big counterflanking move. Let's see. Yeah, so this is this is Matt's grand plan. They're going to be do, doing a, yeah, a counterattack so, on the yeah, heights. Yeah, now they're on like a big old like three-part pincer maneuver on the heights where Demander's people are. Um, they engage with the Sharans up, going up the heights. Uh, there's a bunch more fighting. Demander is back on the job blasting people. And he's like shouting now about having killed uh, the uh, Rand's brother. Yeah, yeah. the suit is like so extra. He's just like, I imagine this like wrestler <laughs> shouting into a microphone, I got your brother, you know. <laughs> How many brothers you got? Lose Theron? Well, that's wrong. It's one less now. <laughs> and I, is this actually Matt's plan? Is he going to send people to one on one demandred I mean, to distract him while he's fast? It seems to be working, right? Like, it's kind of working. Or maybe Matt's just getting lucky that. There's a whole like noble house that has nothing better to do but to, one, to challenge the Mandarin to a series of duels. I assume next up, Elaine is going to be like, someone has to deal with the Mandarin. It's got to be me. Yeah. <laughs> a Trollic punches at Arganda's horse to death, uh-huh. which is awesome. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that was, oh, yeah, yeah quite yeah, a hit. That was, pre- I mean... That's this is now my favorite Trolloc. Before that, my favorite Trolloc was that one that talked to Rand. That oh, one that what was his name? Nark? 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 Yeah, yeah. Nark? I like oh, that guy. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Argonda's engaging with a Trolloc with a mace, which is really not the weapon you want to bring to a Trolloc fight, right? I don't if you think, think so. about it, right? That's the best one, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but he does kill the Trolloc, but he gets got by the Trolloc as well and is saved by Lan. Lan picks him up and puts him on his horse. Oh, <laughs> oh it's so... Are you, were you a little bit jealous, Jeff? I, that's... It's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. On his horse, Mandar. Yeah. Yeah. And they won. They won this engagement because Matt's other army surprised the Sharans by appearing on the other side of them. And they are now on the heights and they're there to hold the heights where they were before with the dragons. Right. Yeah, the plan was to... Lose the heights and then they retake the heights, apparently. Yeah, like pull them out of the heights and then the heights are a good place to attack them because they've got gateways, maybe? I, I guess. I don't know, yeah. Or just do it because it's like such a dumb plan that Demander won't expect it. <laughs> the the thing he'd least like to expect is us to throw our, throw our lives away and, and that is full force, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then Argonda realizes, wait, we're doomed, right? We're surrounded. We're all going to die. And Lan's like... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, this is the, the final battle, right? right? We're all doomed, man. This ain't the second to last battle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> then Rand. Rand makes a happy world with no dark one. Yeah. He walks into happy Camelin. He likes it so much that he almost forgets what he's doing. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, everything is peaceful. Uh, there's no money. Uh, because the the channelers of the world just create food for people instead of making flower gardens like they do in this world. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> there's no weapons. Uh, yeah, this is like the Bernie 2024 world. Except there, are, <laughs> except there are still servants and still royalty. Yeah, but so. they just great question. They just like being servants. Because he goes <laughs> to meet Elaine, and it's not crowded and there's no security. Yeah, because. The servant's like, you, you want to meet the queen? Okay, if, if you want to, but why? Because why would you need a queen? Yeah, but they still have a queen. Yeah, but they still have one, because I guess that's just where she lives. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and she, she's like, Rand, you're back, that's great. Avienda's, uh, Avienda's off doing her duty on the nursery. You know how she loves kids. And this <laughs> is how Rand figures, remembers <laughs> that like, Avienda loves kids? Wait. What? Impossible. <laughs> what a dark one. What have you done to this world? Yeah, so so I guess this is a world a world where someone did what the dark one's doing and mind controlled the entire world into good guys instead of evil, right? Yeah, but it's the implication is that because this is what the dark one says, because in this world they have lost the dark one. They have lost the ability to choose evil. So now it's just as bad as taking away their ability to choose good, which is what he did in the other world. Uh, I don't buy this. Yeah, I, it, it seemed uh... like like choice is good and all, but also not having genocides is good too. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like the and implication these, is here. These people have lots of choices. Yeah, they just don't have the ability to choose to become an evil wizard and destroy the world. I, I guess the implication here is that like there's inherent evil in all humans. So if you have humans without evil, then there's like they're not fully humans or something. Yeah, I think that that is the implication. I just don't think this does does a very good job of that. Like what it should be saying is, this is uh, this is not the world the creator created, right? Right. You can't make this world happen because the creator created it with choice and with darkness in it, and that's part of creation. And do, you would have to destroy the world you know in order to create this world. I don't know, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's... Because uh, it, it still seemed like a pretty great world to live in. Yeah. 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 But also, uh, like, what about the choices of the farmers who labor in the field for their whole life and are peasants and are not allowed to leave where they, the, where they were born? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. They don't got no choices, but it's, in this world they do. It's true. Well, I mean, I don't know. They have servants. 
who are still servants. I think they just like it, you know? Do you think so? Oh, did you ever read Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom? Uh, no. Dr. O? It's an interesting book where the it's the future where they've lived the... I think the first line is, I live to see the end of scarcity. So, like, food and shelter and everything are just free. You don't need money for anything because there's so much stuff abundant for everything. Mm-hmm. And the, the main character works at Disneyland. Uh-huh. And the reason he works at Disneyland is because the only thing anybody cares about is basically social credit, like how much people think you're cool. Uh-huh. So people do things that other people like uh, just to get social credit just because that, that raises your prestige. And they call it woofy uh, okay. in, in the book. But working at Disneyland is actually a really like prestigious place because everybody loves Disneyland. Uh. So there's all these people that live at Disneyland and it's a much better run Disneyland than it is in the real world because everybody is really into working there because it's like their life's calling. Yeah. Because because people love people who work at Disneyland. Ah, interesting. Anyway, so that in this scenario, like people work as servants because being a servant in the palace is actually pretty pretty fun. You know, yeah. you got you have things to work, you've got a big projects to solve, things to clean, you know, progress to make, a beautiful thing that you support. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But the books don't say that. I'm no. Yeah, well, also the books say this world is just as evil as the uh, evil world. Yeah, that that I do not buy. No. <laughs> this world is not nearly as evil as the evil world. Yeah. Yeah. We're not seeing people, kids starving to death. But Rand thinks so. Yeah. So I uh, guess, guess we're not going to have a world without Shadow after all. Yeah, yeah. He, he freaks out. He's very upset and lets the vision go. And the Dark One, and he continues their struggle. Yeah. Man, a lot, a lot happened that... Yeah, Holy it, shit. This, this chapter, I'm telling you, like, we're not even done with it. And yeah. we're down, like, what, five, like, secondary characters, right? That's good. Yeah, Gwyn, wrap it up. Swan, Gareth Bryan. Galad. Galad. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Galad. You don't think Galad's dead with his arm chopped off and having, you know, been chopped in the head or whatever? Not 100% sure. Just yet. the way it was presented, you know. All yeah. Right. So, and saying all went black. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe not. Maybe they're going to save Glad. Also, he like still has to have his thing with Berlin. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. Berlin is... Well, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be afraid to break up couples because, you know, Gawain and Egwene, I guess. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is interesting to note, though, that if Galad and Rand ever get a chance to hang out, they can talk about their missing hands now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> they can like they they'll do a joke where they're like high five and they just both, both hold up their <laughs> their non hand hands. They're like never mind. <laughs> and I went on Reddit years ago to the Wetlander humor subreddit, uh-huh. and I read that Gawain ended up killing Egwene, and I believed that up until I read this. I thought Gawain was going to kill Egwene. I mean, oh, my I mean, God. is that what they said? That's what it said. I was like, dude, spoiler, like it was in the title. I mean. Yeah, so somebody that, totally. That went a totally different direction. Well, I mean, she's not, she's not dead yet, but like she's in a weird state, yeah, right? Yeah, but he didn't murder well, her, which is true. what I mistakenly true. have thought for like literally years. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad about that spoiler and then it was totally wrong. Well, you know, I mean, that that's a relief, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you think that's better or worse than a real spoiler? Uh, it's worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly just because it would be Gawain not being the one who died. Uh, Uh, Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. Next time we are going to cover the fourth and final part of chapter 37 of The Memory of Life. (laughs) Oh my God. 
I have Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the light illuminates you. you.